welcome back to the final Siren podcast, thanks to Giraffe Central. This time around, we've got a few different kind of podcasts we're mixing it up called Pocket Podcasts. And uh, I'm your host, Peter Williams, and I'm joined again by AFL Draft Editor Michael Alvaro. Michael, thanks for joining us again. Worries, Pete. Good to be here. And um, yeah, cracking, or keen to get cracking into a few new uh, topics. Certainly. And so just to give our listeners a bit of an idea of what we're going to do this time around, these are going to be little short podcasts. So you can, you know, uh, listen to them in bulk, you know, go back and listen whenever you've got time. They'll just be little topics that uh, we can dissect in more detail because obviously our podcasts in the past have been rather broad looking at sort of uh, maybe a state by state basis or certain players within a group. Um, so we're going to actually really delve into little topics uh, and go into detail about them. Uh, and yeah, we, we presume it won't be too long, so it'll be nice, easy to listen to. And uh, we'll have quite a few going out uh, in the lead up to the draft. So we've got a few topics uh, we're going to run through, but today the sole one is about the key backs and we're talking their kicking actions and, and their ability uh, using the ball. And we've picked four players today that we, we see as probably the four I'd say you'd say the four top key defenders in the AFL draft uh Michael give us a bit of an introduction to what we want to talk about today yeah so today I guess we've identified that all four of these guys are really fluent kicks um very good users of the ball by foot um and it just so happens that they are all key defenders and um and at the, the sort of top end of the draft so um you know, first off the bat there, we've got Zach Reed, um, then Heath Chapman, Nicholas Cox, and Denver Granger-Barras. So, yeah, all really, I guess, first-round prospects who um, who just have that sort of linear trait of being able to use the ball by foot. So I'll be keen to know, Pete, um, I guess, how you rank them compared to me because I know we sort of tend to have a couple of favourites amongst them as well. Yeah, we've definitely... Two of these players are definitely some of our personal favourites, really. And I think what I've sort of also looked at is the size difference because when you say key defender, you're always wondering, are they the genuine, like, sort of mid-tier? Because we're used to sort of key defenders. I think when I sort of picture them, you're 195, 196, something like that. Um, Anything over 200 is a ruck, but nowadays they're, you know, the key defenders. And we do have one in that group and another one that's close. Um, And then the other two, you've sort of got that 192 for one of them, but then that's not it depends on their athleticism at the same time. So it is quite interesting to see the way that clubs will go with this. Um, So I think what we'll sort of uh, do is sort of just go into each one. And um, obviously we'll start with the one that I know that you rate really highly, Michael. He's the smallest of the bunch, but he's he's not that small. He's he's 192 and uh, 81 kilos. So if you tell us a bit about Heath Chapman. Yeah, obviously a West Perth product over in WA. And um, what I like about Chapman is that he's a really attacking defender. So um, part of that, obviously, is his kicking. And, and what he does by foot is really penetrate and, and break the game open. So he's a really damaging kick. And I think that's why I perhaps value him as the best kick of the lot amongst this group. Um, you know, he'll take the game on and, and then with his endurance, he's able to really break the lines and get repeat possessions and, and really um, penetrate forward to centre, not just from defence. So I think that's what makes him so good. And for me personally, and this is what we we're sort of alluding to before out of the, the key defenders who we rate, the the one that I really rate highly, Zach Reed, and um, it, he's 202 and 82, so he's, he's ruck height. Um, he's that sort of traditional 
sort of ruck size, but now he, he's obviously a key defender. Has done the occasional um, ruck uh, stoppage, nothing too much. Can play forward. He's actually won a game off his uh, own boot with a late goal in a match and then nearly did it again later in the season. So he's got that versatility. But I think in terms of his kicking action, I, I think the consistency's there because I, I, I really like that he's able to hit targets consistently or make the right decisions when he has it. Um, he's just got that lovely fluent action that you don't often see from someone who is that size. And I think the reason why what I've taken into account in terms of your Chapman versus your Reed, particularly is the fact that Reed is 202 centimetres. So he's that extra 10 centimetres. And generally when you're 202 centimetres, you're not looking to, or if you're a teammate, not looking to get the ball into a hands of a 202 centimetres player, but uh, he, he uses it so well. He's just really consistent. Um, I like the way that he's able to effectively move the ball. He may not be as uh, damaging or penetrating, as you say, with like Chapman, but in terms of his consistency by foot and, and decision-making, that's what I really like, uh, particularly his upside, because at that size, he's still got some strength he can add, uh, 82 kilos, but certainly at 202 to use the ball the way he does is quite impressive. Yeah, I think like the, the key part of this conversation, particularly like comparing the two Vic boys to the WA boys is that the Victorians are both pretty much 200 centimetres. So um, you may fall into the trap of like, of labelling them with the, you know, in quotation marks for their size uh, label. Mm. So like Reed is obviously so impressive and the fact that he, he looks so fluent on the ball um, at his size is so impressive. But then I think that Chapman, even though he is 10 centimetres smaller, and you'd expect him to use the ball that well, um, you know, he just does a little more damage whilst having that efficiency. So that's probably the main sort of, um, I guess, degree of separation I'd have between them. Um, and then you look at Nick Cox, like comparing him to, to Zach Reed, um, obviously a similar size, but perhaps looks a little, he, he almost arches his back when he kicks the ball as well and when he's running. So it looks a little less natural and fluent. Um, perhaps a little more rangy, but he's, I think, just as consistent, just as sharp in his, uh, in his movement of the ball by foot as well. Yeah, he's definitely one of those players that it may not look effective, but it is effective. So um, I think that definitely in terms of his ball use, it's, it's not a, a, a setback, if you like. He certainly can use the ball. And obviously with Cox, in terms of he can also play wing and forward and whatnot too, just like sort of Reed can when, when potential... So I think he's probably the one that, out of all of these, that can win the ball, if, if you like, up the field and then use it. Like, he can come, go stand on a wing and, and just be remarkable there, if need be. So I think that he's also used to more of that, the field kicking. So potentially he might um, be used to leading out, getting more of the ball in midfield and getting it forward as well. So he's more of that upfield player when, if and when required sometimes. Obviously, he seems to... Uh, suit that halfback role perfectly. But the, the, the fact that he's used to that as well really helps. Yeah. And um, also, um, you know, we should mention he's pretty, um, he's pretty good off both sides of his body. So um, he's pretty much dual-footed, I'd say, and, um, and makes really good decisions on either side. And um, even Denver Granger Barras, who has sort of not come out of the conversation there, but uh, we haven't touched on too much. He's a really reliable sort of type. And I think why we'd both have him perhaps fourth out of the lot is that um, he's more so a safe outlet rather than a damager by foot. He's 
perhaps not as creative as the other three. Um, you know, not someone who can really uh, break the game open as much. You know, he'll, he'll set up attacks by hitting a target and, and relieving the defense of pressure. But, um, you know, he, he's not going to bomb a long kick 60 meters and hit a target at half forward like Chapman or, um, yeah, it's just a little bit less um, threatening, but still, I mean, incredibly efficient and, and reliable. And I know many people listening to this will be like, hang on, but he's the one that's likely to go top five out of all of them, potentially. So, like, we should touch on, again, for anyone who might not have got uh, cottoned on for that, is the fact that we are talking about the pure kicking action. Like, obviously, in other areas, he'd be the number one in multiple areas, like intercepting and whatnot. But we will discuss that at another point. Um, But certainly in terms of just the kicking. And in saying that these are all reliable kicks is what we're basically getting at. We've just sort of obviously rated them with, uh, for me, Reed Chapman um, and for Michael, obviously Chapman Reed. And then we have Cox and Granger Barras uh, there. Um, there's obviously some others, but they're the four that have obviously been highlighted as potential uh, top 20 or certainly around that range picks. Uh, and potentially a couple of them may well go in the top 10. You certainly expect Granger Barras will um, and potentially some of the others as well. Obviously, they've all been talked up in that top 20 group. Um, but I think that pretty much uh, breaks down what we were aiming to do with these, uh, the first of many pocket podcasts. So um, hope you enjoyed it uh, with uh, our rating of the key back uh, kicking efficiency. So uh, thanks for joining us, Michael. No worries at all, Pete. Absolute pleasure. No worries. And make sure you stay tuned and uh, keep your eye out on afl.draftcentral.com.au and follow us on our Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at draftcentralozaus. And, uh, these will be coming out fairly regularly, not necessarily every week like we had with other podcasts, just because they're quick, easy, bite-sized. You can listen to them uh, nice and quick. So thanks very much for joining us. And until next time, have a good day.